All right, let's move on now to part two of Mile High Magazine for this Sunday because I'm really excited to talk with our next guest, Sean Satterfield. She is the creator of the Shine Music Festival. Sean, good morning. Good morning. Well, first off, tell us a little bit about what the Shine Music Festival is and when it is. The Shine Music Festival is August 8th at the Levitt Pavilion here in Denver, and it is a music festival that has um, all of the... Um, same things you would expect to see in a normal music festival, so arts and food and two stages, 11 bands. Um, but we've then added uh, additional, taken additional steps that make it fully accessible. So not just from a mobility standpoint, but we have adaptive technologies um, that are amazing for people all people. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. Everything that we did is enjoyable for all. So um, we have two different um, adaptive technologies that allow deaf people to experience music. We've got Braille on our t-shirts, which is the first concert t-shirt um, uh, concert festival. And Stevie Wonder did do one once for a private show. Yeah. Uh, but no music festival has ever had Braille on it. And we have an entire neurodiversity area. Okay. And what does that mean? So when um, neurodiversity simply means that, let's just say that someone's brain works a little differently than others. And there are so many different um, nuances in that. And so instead of saying, oh, this is our um, autism section or this is our, you know, you name it, go down those lists. Mm-hmm. I mean, even ADA is considered, or um, um, ADD, sorry, ADD is considered um, a neurodiverse Sure. Uh, so it's really just overall um, an area that we have the um, autism um, mobile sensory bus. Um, I think it's uh, by guided by humanity, mm-hmm. and they'll be up there. And we have a lot of just um, people within the community that specialize in neurodiverse, and they will have um, like have backpacks that you can rent for the day that have noise-canceling headphones and fidget spinners and things in there. But, you know, for those guests who kind of want to maybe enjoy the day or at least part of the day from a little bit of a distance and not right in the middle of 7,500 people. For a lot of people maybe uh, who are neurodiverse, that much stimulation would be tough. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if you think about it, I mean, and that's really kind of one of the things that we did, right? We put ourselves in a position of what would we do and um, because nothing like this has happened before, we kind of had to we had to create it from the ground up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought, you know, if you were, let's say you were a caregiver or a parent of someone with autism and they love music, but you've never taken them to, you know, a large music festival, so it's not just the crowd, it's loud noise, mm-hmm. right, and everything, that there are going to be a lot of people there who are trained in this area to help give guidance, perhaps even go with you, um, and so that you're not doing this adventure on your own. Uh, and that's kind of, um, you know, that takes a lot of that um, that fear away. Sure. And um, they'll just be able to help guide you. And it's just kind of a one, one-off situation where we're going to work with people as they need it. Well, I love it, and I love that, uh, you know, in the notes that I had that we're calling it a radically accessible music festival. Exactly. Um, and that's, we we just kind of took that, what it meant to be accessible, right? And mm-hmm. that's something you hear in, in all venues, in all buildings. And that's just not what it is. 
we don't have a separate area for, hey, here you go, these are people, um, you know, in wheelchairs, and you're off in this area, and you can't come out of there, and we can't go in there. Mm-hmm. You know, that we removed all those barriers and worked really hard over the last three years to make the entire 14,000 capacity venue as accessible as it possibly can be for everyone. So you said three years. You've been working on this for three years. Where did this idea come from for you? Uh, Well, in 2018, I actually saw a social media video um, of a uh, street busker in Grimsby, UK, and he was with um, playing his guitar for a little girl um, who happened to be blind and autistic. And um, it went viral, you know, uh, it was it was millions and millions of views. And I saw it and it, there was this moment in the video where he placed her hand on his guitar and she calmed and she lifted her face up to the sun. Ooh, three years later, still gives me. Yeah. Uh, uh, and she let out this just beautiful smile and I connected. I was like, I know that smile. Mm -hmm. That's that feeling that I get when the music from the stage combines with the music from the audience and this magic bubble happens. And I just connected with it and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it was about six months of just really trying, like, surely this has happened by, Mm -hmm. you know, by 2018, surely. Uh, And I had connected with Cliff, the street busker, and I said, hey, you know, you're over in Europe. Well, you Google it. Maybe I'm just not seeing it on my end. And we just couldn't find anything. And so once I finally kind of quit trying to make excuses for why me and decided, well, I guess this is my purpose. I love that. So this music festival, the Shine Music Festival coming up, um, you said August 8th. It is the first of its kind being radically accessible? Yes, it is. 100%. We have, um, even when I say we made that whole area, uh, if you're at Levitt, if you've ever been there when there's no one there, it's very easy to see the slope of the terrain. Mm -hmm. But when it's full, you can't. And let's face it, no matter whether you have a disability or not, getting in and out of the lawn is never fun at any event. No. (laughs) You know, it's stepping on people's blankets and... Um, so we're actually taking, we're bringing a little bit of Colorado into this, and we're using the ski slope mentality, and we are painting pathways through the lawn that provide, hey, here's the easiest way mm-hmm. from point A to point B. Let's say you just had knee surgery. Right. You don't want to go hiking up the highway, which is the double black diamond, you know, <laughs> to the right. And this, so not only does it give these clear pathways, but it just makes it easier for everyone to get up and move around and go get food or go see the vendors or whatnot. That is such a great idea because you're so right. You're always stepping on somebody's blanket or you're afraid you're going to step on their hands or spill your drink. So let's talk a little bit about the music. We know that the Shine Music Festival is going to be the first ever of its kind, a radically accessible music festival. Excited for this. What kind of music can people expect? Just as diverse and inclusive as the crowd. So um, we really knew that um, this might be the first music festival for some people or even music event. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that was probably the biggest, you know, the hardest part you would think is let's try and get all these diverse types of uh, musicians. But I will tell you, Melissa, every one of, um, other than the headliner, every single band, and we have 11 bands total, reached out and asked to play Shine. 
Oh, that's real. That's yeah. got to make you feel incredible. It, it was really awesome. I would we would get these, you know, and Shine wasn't. It was just you know me sharing on social media. We we didn't really we never existed before. And and um, let's face it, we live in a city with some of the biggest music producers in the country. Mm-hmm. And um, you got to have a very loud voice to get over that. And um, they just kind of started. One person found out about it, and um, and then they shared it with others and. Um, it just builds, and we have everything from, uh, we were actually full, and then uh, we had two, I want it, we need to come up with a new word other than DJ, because they're not, they actually play instruments. Oh, so okay. Yeah, so they like play recorded tracks, but then they have, sure. um, uh, and so they're, they're instrumental music, and they wanted to play, and I was like, you know what, we're opening doors at 1130 for our community guests, and then Regular doors are at 12. All of our accessible technology is going to be going on. Well, we don't want them to experience it to recorded music, so we actually have live music starting at 1130, even though the show doesn't start at 1. That is awesome. I, I love hearing that. And you mentioned headliner. Who is your headliner? The score. Nice. That'll yeah. be fun. So, and it was, you know, finding a, finding a band. Now, we're, it's during the day. Um, and, and again, just kind of thinking about it from that accessibility, we mm-hmm. really couldn't wrap our head around how um, we were going to get everybody out of the lawn um, when we've made it fully accessible and people are going to be everywhere sure. in the dark. So that's why we're ending it. I'm like, man, we really need to have a, a, a mainstream band that has energy. They can bring that headliner, you know, power and energy to, a, to you know, to a 615 slot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the score are, um, they've, they're just, it's one of those where we kind of got them right. I mean, they are blowing up. I believe they just got, um, double gold or, um, and they have become a, they switched now they're a United Artist, uh, um, talent. So they're, they're blowing up. We had just signed that contract right before they went on tour in Europe, and then, of course, COVID hit. Yeah, yeah, I know. COVID changed everything. Everything, yeah. It sure did. Well, I, I, it sounds like an amazing event. Uh, did you come across any hurdles while you were trying to put this together? One of the biggest things that we did was understanding that 70% of people with disabilities are unemployed, and it's not because they're not capable of working. Um, there are other factors involved um, with just kind of the overall corporate structure of the way things work. Um, so we couldn't go and do all this and then say, oh, well, now, you know, they can't afford to go. Right. And then if we're making it, you know, equal, right, it's all-inclusive, it, there's equality there, then we can't say some people can are paying and others aren't. So we had to make the entire event free. That's and, incredible. Uh, yeah, so that was probably our biggest challenge. Uh, because when you go to corporate sponsors and you say sh- a music festival, they, you know, we all kind of have that always already listening, you know, oh, I mm-hmm. know what a music festival is, and they move on. So um, it was really just getting in front of people and having a conversation with them and, and letting them know, you know, this is music and accessibility history, and it's happening here in our backyard. Um, and so, um, honestly, it was just um, we've had a lot of individuals um, donate, but mm-hmm. we definitely had, um, we had, uh, uh, we needed a second stage because we had so many bands and we didn't want to turn them away. And Colorado Staffing Solutions, along with Hakuna Matata Enterprises, um, uh, paid for the second stage. 
I, I love hearing that. I love hearing that you had this mission on your heart. You knew that this was what you were going to do and that you were sensitive to the fact that, you know what, we need to make it free and yet it still costs money. So how do we do this? Yeah. Yeah. And I will tell you though, it, um, uh, everything has always, it's just worked when a door wouldn't open almost very shortly after another one would that would realize, oh, that's why that other one did. Yes. And so everything has literally, you know, fallen into place, and we're just really excited to take these three years of, of planning and, and, um, and bringing it to everyone and, and showing, really showing the world um, that, you know, we can do this. Mm-hmm. We can make um, events more accessible. And I love it. And it, because I, it's so funny, you talk about that, how one door wouldn't open and it was because it wasn't the door that was meant for you. I just wrote a blog about this on my website, talking about the same thing, how when you're in the flow of the universe, things just go with ease. They, they just do. And, and there's a, um, it's, I don't know, I'm going to assume that the reason that all this is happening for me is because it is my purpose. Right. Uh, there is a, um, I've written down all of the crazy things that have occurred. Um, uh, I was really, we actually had $800 in the bank and we had a $10,000 deposit due and I had a HELOC loan on my desk. That was my plan. I'm like, well, yeah. I guess I'm going to have to front this. And um, that week we received a $10,000 check, exactly the amount we needed, from the John G. Um, John G. Duncan Foundation. John G. Duncan died in 1959. So you can't really explain. No, it. you really can't, can you? Can you? I you mean, really that's just, can't. No, that <laughs> is when you know that you are in your you're in your lane. You're in your purpose. I 100. Yeah, I totally believe that as well. All right, so it is a free event. Uh, the Shine Music Festival going on. The first radically accessible music festival ever in the world. And I know it's free, but uh, are tickets still required? Um, we are asking uh, people to reserve their tickets, and I know that at Levitt, reserving your ticket means something different. Um, but for us, it's really about um, one of the things we want to um, avoid is getting at capacity and having thousands of people show up right. and we have to turn them away. Right. Because it's, it is 50% capacity, and we did that not only to accommodate all of the different accessibility things that we have in the pathways, but we really weren't sure what was going to be happening with COVID, and we wanted to make sure that we had a space that people could sprawl out and mm-hmm. feel, you know, comfortable. Sure, sure. All right, so where do they need to go for the Shine Music Festival to reserve that seat? If they just go to shinemusicfestival.com, the ticket link is right there on our page. All right, Sean Satterfield, thank you so much. Congratulations on just an incredible vision for our community and really for the world. Thank you so much, Melissa, for having me on and hope to see you there on August 8th. Thank you so much for joining us here on Mile High Magazine. I'll see you next Sunday. Have a great day and be kind to everyone.